The next story is brought to us by Tannis Davidson and tells about an important fossil that is not quite what it seems. One of my favourite specimens in the Grant Museum, and indeed one of the favourite stories I have of any of the specimens in the Grant Museum, is the Ramphorhynchus monasteri, the pterosaur fossil that we have on display. Now this is an interesting one because many years ago it was thought that it was a cast and then somebody was moving things around in the cupboards and lo and behold it was heavier than a cast should have been. So indeed it was looked at and it is a fossil in limestone. So at that time it was re-identified as a fossil of the pterosaur Ramphorhynchus. At the time of the rediscovery of this fossil, we had a number of pterosaur specialists come in to view the fossil. It turns out it is the 139th specimen of this particular species. It is also one of the largest examples of this species of the 139 that are known to science. Now, one thing about this fossil, it's, it's quite beautiful and large. It's missing its wings and its arms, um, but the rest of the fossil is visible in the slab. Looking at the fossil though, if it was such a nice specimen of a rare species of animal, we wondered where it had been written up or why it had not been described by science previously. So doing a bit of research into this specimen, we originally found that it was figured in an 1858 paper. However, some bits are a little bit different than the fossil that we have today. So, one of the discrepancies is there is the arm bone, or the pez, which is on our fossil, but it's not figured in the original description. There are also some fossils elsewhere on the slab that are not in the original figuration of the specimen. So why does ours have this and the original paper does not? I contacted the Bavaria State Collection, which is now in Munich, about this uh, specimen and what they knew about it and they figured that it had been lost during the war and they haven't seen it since. Now our specimen has a preparator's seal in the corner by a gentleman called Carl Heitken. Why did this one end up in the Grant Museum? We know from our records that it came into the collection in 1891, um, but there's no note written as to how it came into the collection, who gave it to us, whether or not it was a donation, or it was ordered or presented to the curator at the time, which was E. Ray Lancaster. So all we know is the date of when it came into the collection. Now the paper suggests it was the find was a number of years earlier. So what was the lag between it being found and figured and it somehow coming to the Grant Museum? And why this difference between the original figure and our fossil today? So doing a bit more research, I found that there are two casts of the specimen that are definitely casts. Now these casts are very simple casts, um, but they also don't show the leg and some of these other fossils. So if these casts were made off of our original, why wouldn't they show that? So that's a big mystery to me. The biggest problem I have with this fossil is this leg and the pez that's on it. Now this is not a fossil from another animal that has been added to the specimen or a fossil a part of this animal that has been taken from elsewhere on a slab that's been re-added to the fossil. It is a complete reconstruction. So it's not even bones, it's a carving of plaster to look like bones. So why on earth was this put on this fossil? 
Now, I don't know if perhaps the preparator or whomever was maybe selling this fossil, um, again, the preparator seal is in English, it's not in German, so that suggests that it might have been created or prepared, meant to be sold to the English-speaking market. Maybe, I don't know why they would add the foot to it, um, but for whatever reason, this has been added to the fossil because it's not on the cast, it's not on the original figure, so that is a mystery. So certainly that part of the fossil or of this specimen is completely fabricated.